0: Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash badmoney. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's $40 right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash badmoney for 10% off your first purchase.
1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
2: You got problems that you ought to be concerned with You don't know how you're supposed to earn it Or what to do with it or how to keep it You're a freak with a dark,
1: shameful secret But you're not the only one Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun Now your healing has begun It's
0: bad with money with Gabe S Done Hello, and welcome to Bad With Money, a show about finances and feelings where we don't talk down to you. I'm your host, Gabe S. Dunn, continuing another series that we're doing, which I guess is with Melissa, called uh, Black Women and Money in the Movies. <laughs> uh, welcome back, Melissa. Do you want to tell the audience who you
3: are and what you do? Hi, I'm Melissa. I uh, I produce this show. Uh, I also produce several other podcasts, uh, host a few. Um, I'm a writer and director as well.
0: So Melissa suggested that we watch BAPS, which is a 1997 movie directed by Robert Townsend, um, who I was pleasantly surprised to find out was Black. Mm -hmm. Thank God. So many of these movies that you would think were directed by Black people were not at the time. Also written by a
3: Black woman.
0: Yes. Troy Bayer. Okay, so Babs is a movie that is a cult classic, but it did not make back its money from its budget. The writer uh, was disappointed in the final cut and felt like mm-hmm. it hadn't really honestly made it to, like her words had not honestly made it onto the screen is what she said. I can see that. Yeah, and then she uh, used her earnings from the film to direct her first film, which is smart. Yeah. Um, I will say I got all up, in arms because Roger Ebert gave this film a no stars rating Mm -hmm. called it jaw droppingly bad and stupid and included it on his most hated list. Um, And then part of what he says is the movie doesn't work, but was there any way this material could have worked? My guess is that African-Americans will be offended by this movie and whites will be embarrassed. The movie will bring us together. I imagine in paralyzing boredom. Holy shit.
3: Yes. And that is the reason I wanted to talk about this film, because I saw this as a child. I was a child when it came out and, you know, I was entertained by it and I was like, it was fine. But then um, there was an article in Refinery29 that came out a few years ago saying that this movie did it, like while it's a bad movie, <laughs> which it's not good, but uh, it didn't deserve the hate that it got at the time.
0: Yeah, this rich for a white man to be reviewing. Like it's so ridiculous, yes. but it stars Halle Berry and Natalie Desselle Reed. Mm-hmm. Um RIP. RIP who has since passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh Baps stands for Black American Princesses. Yes. Uh which is a play on Japs, Jewish American yes. Princesses, which I'm allowed to say. <laughs>
3: Yes. And the writer is, has a black mother and a white Jewish father. So.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Yes. So Halle Berry wasn't really big yet. I looked up what she had been doing. I was trying to figure out what her breakout role was. Was it, was uh, it Monsters Ball? Was that her no, big break? No, I feel like that was way before. Was it Swordfish? Uh, like what constitutes her at, big break, right? I couldn't let let figure it out. Let me look at her IMDb. I was trying to figure out. And it also
3: might be different in Black Hollywood versus White Hollywood. You're right. Her big.
0: You're right. When did she? I'm saying what was her big break, but I'm saying what was her big break to white people? I think Boomerang. Boomerang probably would have been it. Okay, I had never heard of Boomerang, which we might. Maybe we should do that later, too. A successful executive and womanizer finds his lifestyle choices have turned back on him. When his new female boss turns out to be an even bigger deviant than he is. With Eddie Murphy.
3: Eddie Murphy, Robin Givens, Halle Berry, David Allen Greer, Martin Lawrence, Grace Jones. Like this Eartha Kitt, this movie is stacked. Chris Rock,
0: Tisha Campbell, (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's a movie I'd never heard of. So Mm -hmm. being a black famous is different than being white famous. Which we've talked about before. (laughs) So the movie starts... And uh, Halle Berry's hair. And t- I point out hair and teeth at first. Mm-hmm. The fashion in this movie is iconic. Which Ruth E. Carter, who
3: has since won two Oscars because she's the uh, costume designer for Black Panther. So she's won Oscars for both Black Panther movies, Black Panther, and Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So, like, she's she's an
0: icon, <laughs> Wow. I mean, the fashion is incredible. Mm -hmm. One of the only ways that I knew about Baps actually was because I watched RuPaul's Drag Race and in season 13, Simone, who spoiler alert ends up winning, uh, she did a Baps inspired outfit for the runway. Wow. And I was like, this looks cool as hell. What is this? Um, the hair is incredible. So basically they work at this restaurant. But to Bernie Mac, I was like, "Whoa, Bernie Mac <laughs> is sure. Bernie Mac is the boss." Mm-hmm. And uh, Heavy D, the rapper, is looking for a girl for a music video. I also was tickled. I'm always tickled when a movie mentions VJs. So yes. there was VJ Idalis, uh, is like, was a real VJ, mm-hmm. um, saying on the radio, "You know, there Heavy D is looking for a girl for his music video. The person's going to get ten thousand dollars." Uh, Halle Berry plays Niecy, and her friend is Mickey, who is Natalie DeSalle-Reed. And um, they basically, like, want to get out of this town. They're in Decatur, Georgia, and they feel like their lives are, like, dead end. And they want to, they, they like, follow their dreams. And they have these boyfriends. The boyfriends have no jobs. They want to buy a car. She kind of is like, you have these pipe dreams. You're never going to achieve them which I thought was kind of weird because she also has pipe dreams.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But I think the difference is that she's working. She's actively like has a job and he doesn't like she, even though she does have pipe dreams, she's still working and trying to get it. And he doesn't even have a driver's license, but wants to own
0: a cab company,
3: not just a cab company, a cab company where you page people, which is seems like the early onset of Uber.
0: Yes, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Luxury cabs. Mm hmm. She's doing Mickey's hair and she's saying, good things come in threes. We have to go to LA for this audition because she saw it in a magazine, heard it on the radio and saw it on TV. Yeah. So she's like, this is a sign. We have to go. Mickey wants to find a fine young rich man. Um, this at this point, I wrote down the hair is so cute. Yes.
3: Yeah. I mean, it, and it's, it's art. Like she does black hair art, which is, uh, like, you go to any hair show and this is like what she's creating is artwork. And so, yes, the hair is so cute.
0: So then she wants to go party. Mickey is like, no, we got to save every penny for our trip. They realize that Tuesday is ladies night at the gold tooth. There's a like little joke where their gold teeth set off the metal detector. Mm-hmm. So like at this point, like how how are you feeling about how they're being portrayed? It is stereotypical, but I do want to point
3: out that those The gold teeth themselves, like the caps, they've made a comeback. Like they're considered artwork and jewelry now. And so many people just wear them casually.
0: So ahead of their time. Yeah, white people have jewels in their teeth. Like, yes, it's this thing where all of this stuff was seen as trashy back then that now would be seen as like, oh, you're at the Met Gala, you know, exactly. It's like, yeah, it's really it really gave me a sense of what uh, white people ripped off. (laughs)
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So they're getting these men to buy them drinks. There's a really funny line where one of them says, "Y'all got class like waitresses or something," trying to to say that they're different than the hoochie mamas who are there. Yes. That's literally what they yeah. say. Uh huh. There's $16 for the drinks. There's sort of this hesitation. They expect the men to pay. The men expect them to pay because they didn't get they didn't pay to get in, so they should pay for the drinks. The boyfriends show up and like he kind of hits the guy for being disrespectful. I thought it was extremely funny that all the men are dressed alike. Yes. They look exactly the same. They
3: all look the same. Yes, they do.
0: Um, and then the boyfriends...
3: I'm like, they all kind of look like the 70s, even though this is very much the 90s. All the men kind of look like they're wearing clothes from the, and their hair. All of it looks very 70s like
0: Yeah, I don't know why that is. I don't either. I guess maybe to seem... I, I would imagine like... Someone would think, "Let's have these black guys look like you know I don't know seventies pimps for some reason, maybe um Robert Townsend is an interest, like he's very,
3: very, very creative and interesting, so i- I wonder what his notes were on this,
0: yeah, what do we know about him
3: about Robert Townsend yeah, he's um someone that again someone that is incredibly black famous mm-hmm. like." He's made so many movies um, and had a TV show in the 90s. Uh, The Parenthood. Yeah, Parenthood. Like, if you just look at everything that he's directed, A Soldier Story. My uncle, fun fact, my uncle is an extra in that movie. A Soldier Story? Uh, Yes. I don't know that movie. It has Denzel Washington in it. Wow. It's like... A movie about uh World War II about black soldiers that were in World War II, um, and it was also a
0: play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's it's absolutely like, like he he looks like from his films would be incredibly famous, mm-hmm. but I don't know that much about him, which is so accurate. I mean, I recognize him as an actor because he's like one of those guys who you see and he's like been in everything.
3: Yes. Yeah. He's been in a lot of things and he's also in a lot of the things that he directs as well.
0: So basically the boyfriend's name is Ali and the other boyfriend's name is James and they're businessmen. They're trying to make things happen. There's a song uh, that's their song that's called Forever by Damage. Is that right? hmm. I did not know that song. I don't know it either. Oh, OK. OK. So then they get on an airplane and their hair is huge. And I forgot that airplanes used to just have one movie playing. Me too. <laughs> I completely forgot that there would be one movie playing and you would buy the headphones to hear the movie.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the seats look so comfortable. They're, they're I big. Was like, they're just going from Atlanta to LA. LA. This is not a long flight, but the it's just the planes were so
0: much bigger i know there was more room for people they weren't crowding everyone in like sardines yeah and also that um they're trying to play the movie and they can't see over her hair and all these white Mm -hmm. people are pissed and then they find they're like okay well rich people hang out at the polo lounge and they're like oh my god well is there a basketball lounge we could go Mm -hmm. to (laughs) which is like a very funny little Line from Halle Berry. Halle Berry's extremely funny in this.
3: Yes, and I was surprised she hasn't done more co- comedic roles. She like
0: doesn't do comedy anymore. Mm-hmm. But she's this is like one of her first movies or one of like her big movies, and it's so funny. They get to the um, airport and they see LL Cool J. Yes, and I thought
3: it was funny that they're talking about how he married his baby mama, whatever, mm-hmm. and he's
0: still with the the woman. Like wow. they're still Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he practices what he preaches. He's still with his mm-hmm. baby mama. Yeah. Also that LL Cool J, well there's a through line where they fangirl over famous people, which is very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh but LL Cool J is now I guess a staple of Bad with Money. He just is in <laughs> so many episodes at this point. I don't know how he became the one celebrity associated with the show, but um also I think it's like fun to see them fangirl Like, it's funny to watch Halle Berry fangirl LL Cool J.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But she wasn't as famous. Yeah. Nearly as famous
0: then. So they go to uh, the audition. It's implied that there's like 900 different girls auditioning, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's this white girl dancing. Niecy's like, whatever, let's show her out and stuff. She's played for laughs, but I think she's like kind of a cute and okay dancer. Oh, dancing was terrible. I what thought it was cute. I thought it was charming.
3: <laughs> it was extremely charming. Don't you? I've never actually seen you, but I've heard that you don't have rhythm. No, is I'm that not correct? a good dancer. So you know, maybe in comparison to you.
0: Come on! It was. Char- <laughs> I thought it was very charming. Um, I also was like, it's funny that you were saying this film gets compared to Pretty Woman, mm-hmm. because to me, the white equivalent of this movie is Romeo and Michelle.
3: Yeah. Like, but if Romeo and Michelle came out after this. I guess
0: right? they hype. Yes. I mean, they hype each other up. They mm. like are so, you know, when did Pretty Woman come out? I guess 1990. Before. They're, they're so like, Mickey thinks she's amazing. Like they're so, you know, like it's very, it's very sweet how they think each other is the yeah, best. It's a
3: sisterhood. Yeah.
0: Halle Berry doesn't get the job. We get a look at Mickey's hair, which says "Booya" on the back.
3: Yes. And she says it as she's doing her little turn. She says, booyah. It's so funny. And I think her jacket said Atlanta clean or something. It said something about Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta diva. Diva.
0: Diva. Which is, again, the fashion is incredible. So then they meet this man with an Italian accent who's been staring at them. And they say, would you like to come to my boss's Beverly Hills mansion for $10,000 and be in a music video? And they go. (laughs) Which is crazy to me.
3: It is, but they're also they have one, they they said that they have only enough money to stay in one hotel room and go back tomorrow. They left their job, they gave up their apartment, like they were banking they were banking everything on this audition, which did not go in their favor because of the signs that Nisi kept seeing. And so they have nothing left to go back to. So it was kind of like they were in dire need, but Mickey also had a little twinkle down under because uh, <laughs> she was crushing on the dude, too.
0: Yeah, she was crushing on uh, who we later learn is Antonio. So then uh is holding this book of manners, which I found extremely funny, which is like yes. she says, if they say, how are you? And then Mickey says like, like she gives some sort of very cool like answer. That's like a lot of uh-huh. like slang. Uh-huh. And then Halle Berry's like, no, you have to say. Very well, thank you. And how are you? you? (laughs) Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. You guys know that I have had allergies for forever. I've had seasonal allergies since I was a kid. It causes pressure in my face, under my eyes. They're my ultimate handbrake. When my nose is plugged up, I feel like I can't do anything. I can't enjoy food because I can't taste it. I can't work out because I feel tired and distracted. I can't even host this show because my voice sounds like a duck. And listen... I am already dealing with vocal strain from testosterone and my voice dropping. I don't need any more problems with allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've been taking Claritin D for allergies like probably for the last 10 years or something. And it's been an absolute life changer. I can go outside without my eyes watering like a fountain. I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped in my throat. I get really embarrassed when I'm sneezing all the time. I have like an itchy nose or throat, like ugh, like just the, the itchiness in the back of your sinuses is like so distracting and so annoying. And I get like pressure in my ears too. It's really painful. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies. It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and Powerful Relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a new candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. It would be so much easier if I was looking for someone to help me with sweetening audio or let's say someone to run my merch shop or all the little things that go into running a podcast. Usually something like that would be so slow and overwhelming. And honestly, I wish I had used Indeed and I will use Indeed in the future. indeed.com slash bad with money terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed quick math the less your business spends on operations on multiple systems on delivering your product or service the more margin you have and the more money you keep but with higher expenses on materials employees distribution and borrowing everything costs more so to reduce costs and headaches smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by oracle Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Everything is more expensive these days when you're running a business, and you would be wise to find proven ways to cut costs and boost performance at the same time. The fact that you are able to reduce your IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud is incredible, and the ability to access your cloud financial system from anywhere saves you so much time and stress. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash badwithmoney. NetSuite.com slash badwithmoney. NetSuite.com slash badwithmoney. So then they go to the, up to the front of the house and the white butler says, Begging is not allowed in Beverly Hills. Yikes. Assumptions, assumptions, assumptions. It's like, how, how did you think they got through the gate? Yeah, I guess the idea is that no one Black has ever rung this doorbell.
3: Not that Black has rung this doorbell because the lawyer is Blacks, but I think it's the way, it's more so the way that they look.
0: Right. Later we learn his lawyer is a Black woman, but she's mm-hmm. played very, like, tight haircut, yes. nice suit, uh-huh. that kind of thing. It's the writer. It's the writer playing this lawyer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we learn about Isaac Blakemore, this blonde white man who brings them in after staring, staring at them extremely weirdly and then says they're exactly what he's been looking for. At this point, I would be like, he's going to murder us. I was like, what what is he doing? And then he says the terms of our contract. And then I wrote there has got to be something else going on.
3: I was thinking some type of like some fetish, some white man fetish. That's yeah. what that were initial thoughts. Um cuz I I saw this when I was a kid but I remember nothing about the movie. And the reason I brought it up was cuz of that article that I mentioned yeah. and that's the only reason. Like but I remember nothing else about this movie and I was like I, I think it has a good
0: ending but this is scary. This is scary. Would two black women ever get in a car and then go to a house and then no. when a man is staring at a white man staring at them going you're perfect for what we're looking for. No. Fucking in, like what? Hannibal Lecter ass shit. What
3: is this? Yes. And and also it's weird because he's essentially asking them to act. Right. But it's from a dance audition.
0: Right. So, okay. So they meet Manly, who is, they keep calling Alfred because he's a butler. He's a British mm-hmm. butler. A British. It is interesting that most of the servants we see when they first walk in are white the place is played as like this very nice place. It's so gauche. Yes, it is. It is like a McMansion. It looks soulless. It looks like, like, it looks like what somewhat like a cartoon, like it looks like what a child thinks a mansion looks yes. like. Yes. It's just got weird statues and like it's, it's just very empty. There's like not a lot of things in the rooms. No. It's like so like, I think it was, maybe it's like supposed to be like, this is what white people make their homes look like. Yeah. Because it's so boring,
3: mm-hmm. which
0: maybe it's supposed to look incredibly boring to juxtapose how interesting they look. That's true. The the hair that um Simone did to, to show BAPS on the runway is the one that Halle Berry's wearing where it's like up sort of like a Marge Simpson kind of do. And uh-huh. then it has, crossed hairs in the front with jewels Mm -hmm. on it it's so unique yeah yeah it's unique I would say it's unique but
3: again if you went to a black hair show where this is what they do Mm -hmm. it it's very much of it's of the norm
0: can you explain what a black hair show is
3: it's a show where hair artists I won't even just call them like hairstylists. they're artists they create art out of hair um and then it's I mean you do they do it like live on stage Whoa. everybody gets up on stage does the hair um and create these like pieces of art and then it's judged wow and there's different
0: categories yeah that's really cool mm-hmm. that's really cool yeah you and I are like working on a film together and I was talking about hiring a hair and makeup person and you said do they do black hair yeah, it's an important question. I was like, you right. Yeah. <laughs> I. You know what? I'm going to go. I got to go back and ask that, actually. Mm-hmm. So then they see a bidet in the bathroom <laughs> and Halle Berry says they were like, why are there two toilets? Halle Berry says, you know how rich folks is. They got to feel like they have a choice in everything. So funny. It's to the truth. It's hard because, like, I think to some people, you would think that that Halle Berry and uh, Danielle Nestle Reed are the butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. But I was taking away that, like, the rich people are the butt of the joke.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah. If you really listen to the lines, and I think that maybe why the writer, why she was saying, like, some of her things got lost in translation Uh, yeah lost in translation it didn't really translate on the screen is because the the lines a lot of the lines are there but then i think there, then there's like a a a goof and spook right after Mm -hmm. you know like in this scene that we're at right now they we have this this profound line and then they turn on the bidet which is way too strong and but this is also like the night like this is such 90s humor peak
0: physical comedy
3: peak physical comedy they're just they're they're like you got to sit on to stop because the the water is spraying all over everywhere they're slipping they're trying to stop it we get the intercom but it's like where this is panned and then you have a movie like ace ventura Mm -hmm. where it is 10 times harder and like the 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 physical comedy is like worse i would say Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like people regard that as like this this high art of comedy right? from the 90s. Right?
0: She loses her shoes. They're slipping around because mm-hmm. I think her outfit is latex. It's so funny. Yes. I was like, how are they going to get out of this? But then the next scene, they change, they've changed into these amazing denim outfits. So I guess they mm-hmm. changed clothes. Yes. Isaac tells them what's going on, which is there's an old man dying of cancer. He could never marry the one woman he truly loved because he's white and she is black. Her name was Lily. She was the housekeeper at his estate. The family married him off to a white woman and this is his nephew. And so he wants his uncle to be able to have some peace because he has two weeks to live. And so he wants to hire Holly Berry to pretend to be Lily's granddaughter and bring him peace like in his final days. And Mickey and uh, Niecy think it's beautiful. So I wrote, he did not know how to find a black woman other than at a music video audition this was like like you couldn't you didn't go like to
3: an acting like there wasn't like you're telling you me you don't know somebody. one black woman living in they're living in los, los angeles, angeles the easiest place where you can find an actor but you know
0: whatever <laughs> i just was like so confused as to like you couldn't find any other black woman ask your yeah. lawyer for her daughter or something you know what i mean like I don't know. Or does she have a cousin? I guess, I guess he wants it to be like, like nobody would know who they are.
3: Yes. Nobody would know. Cause, I cause mean, he's pulling a scam. Yes. Yeah.
0: So then it's Martin Landau playing the guy mm-hmm. and he's, he doesn't like surprises. He's pissed off, but then he realizes that like he just had a bad initial reaction. Then she start, uh, like he starts asking Nisi questions and like they didn't prep her at all. Right. She has no idea anything about this woman, Lily. And I was like, bad, bad choice on the nephew's part. Why
3: didn't you have a full docket with all the information that you knew? That's
0: what I'm saying. Like, very weird. Then they bring um, food and it's bad.
3: It is the most blandest looking chicken I've ever seen in
0: my life. And so this is, again, like the white people being played for laughs.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. it's like bland, horrible food. And Mickey is like, no, no, no. You got to have soul food. And so Mickey just, like, there's this montage of Mickey cooking what Mm -hmm. looks incredible. The chefs are all loving it. The chefs are, like, cheering her on. The butler Uh hates it. Yeah. And the food she makes looks incredible.
3: Yeah, it's just, first of all, we see a shot of her going through the cabinets looking for the seasoning, which is... (laughs) And she also and also there's commentary here, too, talking about um, because they said something about soul food not being healthy. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, soul food can't it can be healthy. That's just like a myth that people say. And she she is she cooks salmon, Mm -hmm. uh, baked salmon and has like, I think, potatoes, like a lot of vegetables, food,
0: but just like seasoned. (laughs) Right. Right. And uh, it clearly comes from ingredients he already had. Yes. So the uncle is Uncle Don is what who Martin Landau's playing. He loves it. He's, he remind, it reminds him of Lily. He says that Halle Berry sounds just like Lily. Yeah. So he's totally buying it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then they're sleeping in their bedroom, which is so tackily, but It's just like so tacky looking. Mm-hmm. And she misses her boyfriend. And then there's a really funny line where Mickey says the carpet must be made of poodle hair. Yes. <laughs> so funny.
3: Yeah, she's like, I'm fine sleeping on the floor. I know the carpet's made of poodle hair.
0: Then uh, she goes and meets Antonio and they're in love. And he's like, we are destiny, but I have a secret. My family is very wealthy. And I came to America to find someone who loves me for me. And I, I could never spend all of my money in one lifetime. And then Mickey says, let me try. <laughs> 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 Which is so she's she's so funny. Yes, she's yeah. played. Like she is playing the laughs so perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, did she ever take off? Is it just because I'm white? I don't know who she is. Um, did you watch Brandy
3: Cinderella? Yes, she was the, one of the sisters, the okay. step sisters. I love that you're um, like
0: this is something a white person would know.
3: Um, but I I I feel like she was always she always had like that um that best friend role as opposed to like
0: I think she could have been huge. She was probably relegated to best friend because she's a fat woman. Yeah. Yep. She's like gorgeous and so funny. She's
3: gorgeous and she can sing very well. Oh, wow. um, And very funny.
0: Yeah, we were not ready for her. So I was kind of like, why would he hide his wealth? Which Nisi says. And then they're like looking for a guy to date. And she says, may the fattest wallet win. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say something. I noticed a lot of slang that I don't know if it is from this movie or if it like when the white woman is dancing at the audition, one of them Mm -hmm. says she's wrong for that. And I was like, oh, that's like, you know, there's a lot of like stuff that white people now say Mm -hmm. that I was like, did it come from this movie or was it like, you know, put into the movie to be, like, more accurate and then white people just took it, you know, like, sort of, like, by Felicia, it reminded me of. Yeah, I
3: don't, I I would say, because I was, you know, you were a, a kid. kid at the time, so I don't, I don't remember.
0: I don't know. And this is so white of me, but I'll, like, watch a movie and be like, oh, that's where we stole that from. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Um. So she says that, she stopped eating pork because she wanted to marry an African prince. And it's like what you were saying where total food is unhealthy, but it actually is healthy.
3: Mm-hmm. Then Ms. depending on how you prepare, yeah. it, you can
0: prepare it. Yeah. Then um, uncle Don, Mr. Blakemore, he says mm-hmm. he wants to find an ice cube CD. <laughs> and then there's this really funny scene of uh M- Manly, the, the butler going to a record store and trying to get the guy's attention. The guy's like, the classical music is over by the jazz. And he's like, no, I need this music as follows. Tupac, Too Short, The Dog Pound, Ice Tea, Ice Cube, bitch better have my money and pull up to the bumper baby. <laughs> I love that you wrote it down. I absolutely wrote it down.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's, and then the guy's like, OK, this this old man, this old white man is down. And then he starts talking to him about like the music and saying, like, we've got this East Coast over here and this
0: just dropped and stuff. And I was like, this is cute. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was like, again, the white person is the butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. um They're having fun in the pool. They're all hanging out. It looks like actually Uncle Don is getting more healthy from hanging out with them. Yeah, he his energy's
3: up and he, I also noticed like the food that they were eating poolside, it was all fruit. So it's like they're, they're keeping up with his his diet and everything. Yeah,
0: so. Mickey gets her hair wet, which Uncle Don doesn't understand why that's a big problem. And then he's like, oh, well, if it is a big problem, why don't we go to a hair salon and a shopping spree? And like yeah. Niecy's like, I've never been on a shopping spree. And so he's like, takes them out. He, there's like a really cute montage of them trying on clothes, but then it's like not creepy. Cause he's also trying on clothes. It just comes mm-hmm. across like very fun. And like, they're really all becoming friends.
3: Yes. Yeah. There's never like any implication that he's interested in either, in of, them. either of them in any type of way. If anything, it's more like, like a, like a
0: grandfather yeah. type of villain. Yeah, it really is. And then you realize that the nephew is taking pictures of them from the bushes. Mm. Which, <laughs> I was like, he is
3: terrible at hiding. Terrible at hiding. He was he was behind the skinniest of trees <laughs> that I've ever seen <laughs> on Rodeo Drive. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you couldn't find some paparazzi to blend in with. This is this
0: Yeah, he's so it's funny. very obvious. <laughs> I start to wonder at this point if he's in cahoots with Antonio. Cause I'm like, yes. Antonio's suspicious. What's going mm-hmm. on with this? Like he's on the phone with someone. I'm like, okay, so some he's up to some sort of scam. Yeah.
3: Didn't even hire hire anybody else to do the pictures. He's just Yeah, quit. why is he so, doing it on his
0: own? Yes. So then there's a part that I'm sure you loved where we learned that Manly watches soap operas. So do you want to talk oh, about yes. this scene? Okay, so
3: this is not in... I, I was listening carefully because they're, they're talking about characters. Um, they're like, who killed Adam or something like that. And for people that don't know me, I love soap operas. I watch them every single day. Um, my top is general hospital. I was listening to this and I was trying to figure out if they were talking about an actual soap, but I didn't recognize anything. So I was like, I feel like they made this up, okay. um, but, but they're talking about stories, which my, that's what my grandmothers would call them, uh, be quiet. Cause my stories are, we're uh-huh. on, um, so I I was loving it, loving it. And then that's kind of how they start to, bo- they bond with manly.
0: Yeah. He he tapes the soap operas every day. Hey, guys, Gabe Dunn here. I just wanted to let you guys know that I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn. And on that Patreon, I'm going to start doing live hangs with everyone who is a patron. So if you want to join the Patreon, you can get all these episodes ad free Videos of our mailbag episodes, extra writing from me, blogs, fiction, other stuff, things that I'm thinking about with regards to money and personal stories, and also now, live hangs with me on Zoom once a month, so join the Patreon, and if you're not a member of the Discord, hop on over to the Discord, that's free, the link will be in the description, it's so fun, so many of you guys talk over there, it's like truly popping off. Um, And if you're on the Discord, I would love to see you in the live hang so I get to put a face to a name. So yeah, please join patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn and come hang out with me. Managing my finances is incredibly stressful and time consuming. I'm sure you guys know. You've been with me on this journey. You know how many finance apps I've tried. You know how much they haven't worked for me. And I'm always on the hunt for a finance app that fits my life. And then I tried Monarch. It is so easy to use with powerful features, collaboration tools, intuitive design, personalization, constant product improvements. I really value an app that allows me to do all of this without confusion. And especially important to me is intuitive design and the ability to personalize. Because clearly finance is not one size fits all. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, the top-rated personal finance app, also has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. Together, you can see all your finances, collaborate on your budget, and get insights on your cash flow and recurring transactions. It's the easiest way to manage your household finances. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Have you been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, rarely updated? So was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful and ad-free and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Experience a personal finance app that prioritizes the user experience above all else. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. Plus, there's ad-free privacy you can trust. We will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash badmoney for your extended 30-day free trial. I love to track progress. As you guys know from listening to this show, I'm constantly tracking my progress. What have we done so far in 2024? And spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans like for a car or a home. You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. That's right, you can build your credit using your own money. Get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. With a qualifying direct deposit, you can get access to your money sooner. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A., members FDIC. Spot Me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. Then they're at a restaurant. They start going crazy for these celebrities there, mm-hmm. and this is another example where I think it might just be that I am white, but I did not yes. know who Monifa was.
3: Monifa had this song. I I only know one song that she had. Is like Monifa. Can we turn it out? All I want to do is make you bounce. Yeah, I remember that song. Um, they like they see Heavy D there who they had auditioned mm-hmm. with. Um, they also see uh Leon who you might not know i feel like he is somebody who is so 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 black famous also he had been in uh five heartbeats which was uh, a film about a fictionalized band that were kind of like the temptations which robert townsend directed the film so i think that's why he was in that because they they say it um and i've i've had him on another podcast and a delightful man he used to if you watch, I don't know if you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, but uh, no. <laughs> but his he's been on episodes because uh, his he Cynthia Bailey um, he, they have a daughter together, so he's like somebody that's very very famous in the black community.
0: Literally, no idea. Yeah, they also meet Howard Hewitt. Who's mm-hmm.
3: that? I don't know.
0: Okay. Woo! <laughs> but I think they said that he he's was, an American he singer. Was, yeah, he's
3: in. Uh, the lead, the lead vocalist of Shalimar, yes, of Shalimar, which Shalimar was a huge '80s band. Okay,
0: yeah, I was
3: like, I have a friend that was named after the band. Really, Michelle? Her name Shalimar. Uh
0: huh. See, this is this is like it's so it always reminds me of the scene in Kimmy Schmidt where she's talking about. I think it's Kimmy Schmidt where one of the white characters is like, "Yes, it is." Where one of the white characters is like make like we're sort of the Ross and Rachel of our time. And then uh the the black secretary is like, I don't know who that is. And they're like, She's like, It's from Friends. And she's like, Oh, okay. And she makes a reference to Living Single. I was gonna say, probably the the Kyle and Maxine of yes. the time. <laughs> and then and then the the woman's like, What? And then she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to know friends, but you don't know Living Single. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think do about that, that. now. All the time. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I think, like, I've never heard of Leon.
3: Yeah. Leon, a beautiful man. Very beautiful man. But, yeah, he... <laughs> I, I think uh, any Black woman at that time would have had the same... I would say even now would have the same reaction. That they <laughs>
0: <had>. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So then they go to... Uh, back to the house, and Antonio's wearing gloves and licking Nisi's foot, I guess. She says <laughs> that she doesn't fuck until marriage and she wants a ring. Then he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I keep it in uh Mr. Blakemore's safe. He tricks her into having her fingerprints on the safe. Now I thought that then he would just go leave and then just go, uh, her fingerprints are on the safe. You know what I mean? But instead, mm-hmm. they seem to do the dumbest fucking thing ever, which is he goes back into the house dressed as a robber, which he could have just walked in as Antonio, and they would have been like, oh, yeah, you're allowed to be here. Mm-hmm. So then they they beat him up, the two girls. Yes. And then he turns to Isaac and is like, our plan could still work. And Isaac pretends he doesn't know who he is and flips on him. Like none of this like, needed to happen. Like they could have just.
3: I think. I think the goal was to. He was gonna break in and knock out Mister B, and then then it would be like, um, because of because the, then they have no they have no reason to look at the fingerprints unless there is something missing something that happens. Yeah. So they had to do this in order to, but he they weren't he wasn't expecting. The girls to fight him back.
0: It's a very stupid robbery it's plan. So, it's so,
3: dumb. It's so it's dumb. So dumb. I was like, make. If they were a little smarter, I I would have bought into this more. But it's just so dumb. And then after this, it
0: feels like there's like a chunk of the movie missing. Did it feel like that to you? Yeah, I was like, so we're just done with this. Like, there's no follow up <laughs> to her touching the the safe. Yeah, Antonio's dispatched with. He's gotten rid of. Um, there's a very funny scene where Mr. Blakemore is ba- is a deep sleeper, and like yeah. they gets one of uh, Mickey gets stuck under his arm.
3: Yes, but before that, even he comforts the girls too. Um, comforts especially Mickey because she was falling for Antonio, and it was Antonio. all
0: fake. Yeah, I kind of hate they don't play into this, which I'm glad, but I hate the trope of like the only reason the guy was into the bigger girl is because he was pulling something. Yeah. I hate that trope. I do too. So then, Tracy Shaw, Mr. Blakemore's attorney, says that they caught Isaac because he was trying to show documents of incompetency with photos of two girls from the ghetto that you've been allowing to rob you blind. So they wanted to. to he wanted to show that the the um, uncle was incompetent with the pictures mm-hmm. of him with the girls. Also, a stupid plan. Yes, so stupid. The, and then it's dispatched with immediately. Yes, that's why I'm like.
3: I feel like we should have maybe had an interrogation scene with Antonio admitting to what happened. Or something. Like, there was no drama. The there was nothing.
0: Nothing. There was no drama. <laughs> that's why I was like. It, it feels like a chunk of the movie is yeah. missing right here. There should have been like a thing where they thought it was Nisi or they thought mm-hmm. it was Mickey. They kicked them out. Like there's no like sort of, you know, the, the third act where things go wrong.
3: Yes. There's none yeah. of that. And. There's none of it. And this movie is very short. So I I, I think that there, there was something here and it got cut. Yeah, because
0: it's just they believe them immediately. Like there's no yes. drama in the middle.
3: Uh-huh. And there's no like looking into their past to see who these girls nothing. really are. Like nothing. Nothing happens. They just take. So it's essentially they take the nephew's word that this is these girls are who they say they are. Yeah. Just let them in the house, and then after we find out that he is a schemer, the nephew is a schemer. There's no follow up. Like you just keep letting these girls stay here. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah.
0: And there shouldn't be. This is when and it he, really falls apart, he doesn't know. We're we're led to believe that that Uncle Don doesn't know that they're not Lily's. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so they feel guilty because. They weren't trying to scam him, but they know that they're not Lily's granddaughter, but, or, or is not uh, Lily's granddaughter, but uh they don't know how to tell him. So he says, yeah. you know, money makes people do the strangest things. Did he promise you anything? A fee. They're like, no, he cuts them 50 K checks. And then they do Each. the thing that you and I said, we fucking hate <laughs> from, from, uh, set it off, which is they yes. go, we can't take the money. And he's and then he's like, Wow, I really trust you guys. And I only ever trusted Lily. Like you guys are good people because they rip up the checks.
3: In in this movie, I, I take it. Yeah. I'll take it in this one because they know that this man is dying and like he he hasn't done them wrong. No. In the other uh, and set it off, they had uh she had been Jada Pickett's character had been done wrong. Yeah. And so and so she wasn't like, I felt like Because of what she essentially was, I won't even listen to the episode, but it's a different situation. I think these in this situation, they're just trying to make this old man's last days happy and they're guilty.
0: Yeah, they feel guilty because he doesn't know Mm -hmm. that they're not Lily's grandkids or she's not Lily's granddaughter. But again, like there should have been a middle part where they're down on their luck. Yes. Or there should have been something where, like, Manly's investigating them or something. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing. Exactly. There's no stakes to them being not Lily's granddaughter, other than they feel mm-hmm. guilty. Right. So then they all go to a nightclub. They play a song called Giddy Up Let's Ride by Kinsu. Do you know that song? Yes, 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 yes. I know this song. Yeah. My back is aching, my belt too tight, my boots shaking from left to you right. Yes, I think do you you know the song, right? Yeah, like, because know I know the, okay. I know that Sierra sampled it.
3: Yeah, but I think maybe this was this song was huge. I, you know, I grew up with white people. The white people love this. You're, you're a few years you're a few years younger than me, so I think you might have been too young to get it at the at the exact time. Yeah, but like, but yeah, this was this was big amongst all
0: people. Yeah, I'd heard it. I've heard of it. And I haven't heard of anything in this. I mean, (laughs) I represent a a specific white person. I don't stand for all white people. Please don't come for me. I'm just trying to highlight disparities in pop culture. That's all I'm doing. She's talking to Mr. Blakemore. And she's like, my boyfriend, Ali, he doesn't have any drive. And then um, um, uh, Uncle Don says, well, he has everything because of Lily's ambition, which is how he got interested in the fabric business in the first place. So like he he's not even like she's like, you You know, my boyfriend's not like you. And he's like, I'm not mm-hmm. even what you think. Like, I'm inspired <laughs> by a woman.
3: But then I was also like, we know that you came from generational wealth. like <laughs> You thought. were set up already. Yeah. So but OK, like, I guess maybe you went against what your family was doing, but you still had money
0: and not really because you off. married a white woman and gave up on lily so they married him all right
3: i wouldn't i wouldn't say like gave up on lily because at the at the time like they couldn't have been together yeah yeah it was illegal yeah
0: still i i i was like okay so that's how you got interested in the fabric business did you give her any money right i did think mm-hmm. that I did think that Ali shows up because Manly invited him and he's kind of cleaned up his act. He no longer looks like a 70s pimp. (laughs) He cut his his hair, hair.
3: which was a big thing for Nisi because she was like, I'm a hairstylist. And what do I look like having a boyfriend whose hair looks like this?
0: Then there's this really poignant and like really interesting from a money perspective scene where Mickey's boyfriend, James, is crying because he can't give her the life that she wants or deserves. Mm -hmm. He's like, when we go out, we watch other people eat, but I want to eat too. Why should you wear your Sunday clothes on a Wednesday? Like, I was like, this is actually genuinely moving. Yes, it was. To see like a man crying because he feels Mm -hmm. like he can't provide for his woman is like, Mm -hmm. was really vulnerable and really like true about like the class disparities. And like, it just felt really heartbreaking.
3: Yeah. And then it's undermined again by a gag where he f- falls
0: into the pool.
3: He does. It's like every time that, that there's there's like this poignant thing, then there's a gag after it.
0: Yeah. I mean, what did you think of that scene with him?
3: I thought, yeah, it was touching. Um, I mean, there is some toxic masculinity in there because mm-hmm. he's basically like, don't think that I'm a little bitch because I'm crying. He does say that. But like, yeah, he he wants to provide and and be I don't. One, I don't think she loves him. Yeah. I think she's kinda cause she does like she doesn't. Like she never talks about him. She doesn't call she never calls him her boyfriend. Right.
0: Halle Berry um, is the one who is who's yes. with Ali.
3: Yeah. And I, I do I think that's also an interesting dynamic there of like how she just kind of puts up with him because he's there. Mm-hmm um because he's best friends with Ali yeah 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 uh-huh, with Ali um and how she is looking for like love mm-hmm. and money as well but but yeah he he seems like he's head over heels for her but he knows that he can't be what she wants yeah at this present moment
0: yeah i i really the line that really got me was When we go out, we watch other people eat and I want to eat too. Mm -hmm. Like that broke my heart. Yes. That was really, like, really, really sad.
2: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
0: So then Mr. B goes to the hospital and the girl's looks have really changed. Like now I'm really seeing they're no longer, they don't have the gold teeth in. Like I saw reviews talking about how all of a sudden Halle Berry's got like a normal white woman haircut with, with blonde hair, which is like, I don't know. Like, how do you feel about the message? I don't agree with that note. With
3: her having, because her hair changes a lot throughout this film and she's a hairstylist. So she's going to, she switches her hair up
0: Yeah, pretty but she much does every, look,
3: every scene.
0: The two of them look way less like what they looked they like are, in the beginning. It, that's the yes, pretty woman they, aspect of it.
3: Yes, they are acclimating more to where they are. But, but if we play like the dichotomy of them going to like the dance thing, they were trying to specifically stand out for the dance
0: in the club, but, oh, 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 yeah! Not in the club in the audition. Not in the
3: club when they for the audition. Right, right, right. But when we see them later, they're back to hell. True. With more. They're, so I don't, I don't, I, I don't. I think it's because it's nighttime, and I, I don't specifically agree with
0: that. Okay. Yeah. No. So then, he's like dying and really sick, and uh, Nisi's crying, and he passes away. And then the lawyer says that. He knew that she wasn't Lily's granddaughter. Yeah. He knew.
3: Lily never had any children.
0: Um, Isaac tears up a check in Halle Berry's ear, which mm-hmm. is so fucked up.
3: Yeah. He was going to give her that $10,000 that he had promised.
0: Yeah. <sighs> then the lawyer comes over conveniently and has a document to review, which, uh, in which we get the title of the film, he says, she says he left money to his BAPs, his black American princesses. Mm-hmm. Um, And then she starts to say, I leave. And then the music swells to sort of imply <laughs> that he left them a lot of money, but they don't say what it actually no, is. We can
3: read the lips. What? Oh, what it is it? was a hundred million dollars.
0: Oh, I didn't read that. I couldn't read that. Yeah, you.
3: Yeah, the uh, left them money, and then also left uh, Manly uh, money. Manly a whole bunch of money too. Yeah, but yeah, you could read the lips. They slowed the lips down so you could read it.
0: Oh, I didn't know they were crying and hugging. James is crying. Mm-hmm. Manly gets money, and all the servants are like congratulating him. So what did you see? What that he left? He left Manly. No,
3: no. They, it was. I think we were just supposed to get the reaction from. Them.
0: Why do you? Why do you think they didn't say the exact number? I don't know. To so because they were like, who knows? I think what it
3: felt like a dramatic moment. Yeah.
0: What qualifies? Maybe they were like, we don't know what qualifies as a lot of money to certain people. <laughs> yeah. Just know that they got a lot of money. Yeah. Isaac gets nothing. He's angry. Mm-hmm. Then. They say the end and then also the beginning. And then, okay, what happens in this last part? We're
3: walking down, I think we're on road. We're definitely in Beverly Hills. Yeah, we're Hills. in Beverly Hills. We're in de- Beverly Hills, walking down the street. It's a premiere for something. And we're like, what's the premiere for? They're opening, because they always had this plan. Nisi and Mickey always had this plan that they wanted to open a, a restaurant that was also had a hair salon. So it's both of their things, and this is one of many openings because <laughs> they've got openings in New York, Paris, somewhere, Paris, Decatur, yeah, Deca, we, yeah, Decatur, Georgia, where they're from. We've also got a uh, MTV VJ there, a uh, downtown Julie Brown, downtown Julie Brown, and Dennis Rodman, who yes. I was like, this is, I, I was, I've, I'm really attracted to
0: Dennis. Rodman. Okay,
3: yes, <laughs> even though he's a terrible person, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I
0: was like, is one of my crushes just because (laughs) there's a Candy's photo shoot that he did with carmen electro when they were together oh yeah i remember that that. is Uh so gender bendy i i appreciate what he did for like fluid gender expression Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. at the time
3: yes and he was so panned for all of that Mm -hmm. but like now i look back and i was like he again he's done terrible things but as far as like the gender stuff like he was misunderstood and people like made fun of him and
0: slam dunked on him yeah like
3: about about things that were just
0: like why he walked so Harry Styles could wear a fucking Dorothy outfit on stage okay (laughs) he walked so Timothy Chalamet could wear pearls so fuck all y'all I, I very much, I have the pictures from him and Carmen Electra's shoot saved on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that really? shoot. Yeah, I think about yeah. it all the time. That That is up there with uh, the shoot of Cindy Crawford shaving Katie Lang's face. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen that, that one. one. I have a lot of gender bendy stuff saved on my phone. But that shoot, I, Dennis Rodman was one of my crushes when I was younger. I really, like, I loved his presentation. Yeah, I
3: don't I I did not appreciate him then. And he's
0: he uh, looks good. He looks good. He he looks good. Um, was there anybody
3: else in that? Oh, we get. Um, we also get. The guys have a
0: full fleet. Yes, it's it's uh, um uh, Martin Landau's cars from the beginning.
3: Yes. Yeah, they've got a full fleet of the cars. Um, and how their uh car service works is that they get paged and then you pick them up. And I was like
0: Uber. I know. (laughs) Then they named the named the, lo, uh, the restaurant Lily's with a Z. Lilies. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And they have the same lawyer. Uh yep. And it's just like, okay, I don't think a hair salon slash restaurant would pass muster. There's so many chemicals and <laughs> you know
3: hair. You know what I think would pass, though? What? If you had a hair salon, restaurant, nightclub, but you have the nightclub in, the middle. in between. Yeah. yeah, in the middle. Yeah. Because think like you get your hair done to go out that night, eat or you eat after too. <laughs> then you go to the club. Uh-huh. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. I love that. Because women, like Black women spend hours in the hair mm-hmm. salon. Hours. So you're hungry. They sometimes have people coming by selling food at the uh, <laughs> at the hair salon. So it makes sense to me why why you would put the two together. Because like I said, Black women are at the hair salon for like eight hours. And so, but I think you just need like a barrier in between,
0: yeah, yeah, maybe two yeah. two buildings next to each other, <laughs> not one building, uh-,
3: uh-huh. but
0: I don't know. I'm a sucker for like the end being like, and they named it Lilies, like I'm just a sucker yeah. for that, so anyway, the whole Antonio plot line is dropped. I guess he went to jail. Mm-hmm. uh yeah. Wow, so okay, so what what are what was your impression left by this movie? Did you also watch Pretty Woman?
3: I watched it because I, I didn't get to start watching this movie till late last night. And so I watched the first like 20 minutes of Pretty okay. Woman, which I think gives me from what I know in pop culture about Pretty Woman and then what I saw in the film, I think I know what it is. I'll probably finish watching it. I'm surprised I never seen yeah. seen it because I love both of them. But um, what I got was. In many ways, Pretty Woman is very much revered as one of the greatest films <laughs> of the 90s mm-hmm. um, and th- of a woman that is very out of her element, who doesn't understand her surroundings, mm-hmm. both from Georgia, because mm-hmm. she's also from oh, Georgia. Wow, interesting. Um, so Southern women out of their element going to L.A. for a better life mm. to live out their dreams and then hired to complete a task and come up in life again. I didn't watch all pretty woman, but it seems like the, the basis of it seem pretty, pretty, pretty similar. And whereas black women are seen as loud and ghetto, which was said a few times in Mm -hmm. this film compared to also a white woman that was loud. And from what I saw in the beginning um also pushing people's buttons on purpose Mm -hmm. being out of her element but one is considered a great film and one is considered not a good film because of one is seen as playing into stereotypes of black women but we've got kind of the same thing going on even outfit wise like from what i saw in the first the beginning of pretty woman she's wearing this cutout outfit that's very similar to what Halleberry berry is wearing in like the when they after they get to the um mansion and change
0: yeah the denim yeah mm-hmm. i know i know it's weird i mean it's not weird it's racism yeah it's racism uh yeah i really enjoyed this and i i think like there is a part in the middle where it does get a little boring yeah. uh but i do not think it merits like worst films of all time. It doesn't deserve to be on a list with Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. No, no, no. So um, even what Ebert said
3: about black people being embarrassed for this and white people not liking it either. And then black and white people will come together over their mutual hate for this. Like that is such racism. It's so
0: racist. So racist. And also didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And also, why is the assumption that black and white people are like need to come together over a film? Like what? Right. Right.
3: Oh, my God. And this is considered, again, a cult classic in the black community. And I don't think most white people even know what it is, unless it was it used to get played on, I think, E all the time. Like it was always
0: on TV. Well, it's also like we have such white people have such a high regard for Romeo and Michelle. And this is mm -hmm. extremely similar. Extremely similar. You could very well, like everyone who's like, oh my God, you guys are such best friends. You're like Romy and Michelle. You could say you're such best friends. You're like Nisi and Mickey. Yes. And this film and this one came first. Right. Uh, Well, thank you so much for joining us for another um, Black Women and Money film segment. Uh, Where can people find you and more about you? You can find me
3: uh, on the internet at she is not Melissa. Uh, you can find, you can go to my website, Melissa D. Monts, Melissa with one S um, and listen to podcasts that I host. Don't blame me. And, but am I wrong?
0: And you also show up on my other show just between us. I do. I'm there at the end. Yeah. Every episode. Well, thank you so much. Um, and I hope we find a third one to make this a trifecta. Bad with money with Gabe Shane Dunn is a production of noted bisexual. Produced by Melissa D. Montz and Diamond M. Print Productions. Edited by Diane King. Post-production sound by Coco Lorenz. And music by Mike Kaplan, Zach Sherwin, and Jack Dolgen as sung by Sam Barbera. Thank you. Love you.
2: Bye.